Jack Dapper Blues Heritage Preservation Foundation is a tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit private foundation. Your donations, sponsoring, and funding allows us to create content that raises awareness of African-American traditional music, African-American folklore, and the Black experience. Check the link in the description box to donate. If you wish to sponsor podcasts, documentary series, or underwrite ads in our upcoming newspaper, The African American Folklorist, launching February 5th, 2020, contact the email address in the description box. Hey, this is Big Lou. And when I'm on the internet, I'm listening to Jack Dabber Blues. I'm Dietrich Farr, listening to Jack Dapper Blues. Hey everybody, this is Adam Gusso. Hi, I'm Veronica Jackson, America's acoustic folk blues singer. You're listening to Jack Dapper Blues. Hello, this is Ray Brooks. You're listening to Jack Dapper Blues. Hi, this is Brian Davis. Hey there, folks, this is Don Fleming of the American Songster, slapping the dap with Jack Dapper Blues. Hey, everybody, this is Walter Trout, and you are listening to Jack Dapper Blues. Hey, this is Shamika Copeland. Hey, I'm Ben Turner of Piedmont Blues. I'm here with Valerie Turner. And we are bluesing with Lamont Jack Parley, the best radio station for true blues. Hi, I'm Larry Griffin, and I keep it locked and loaded on Jack Dapper Blues. Yes, yes, yes. Misty Blues, part of the Northeast Blues Trail, has a 30-year tenure in the blues. Their fun-loving blues music with other genres they enjoy sometimes gets purists a little bit uptight. However, their music, their songs, and their performances earn them into the last round of the IBC. Today I speak to the front woman and songwriter of Misty Blues, who now plays a cigar box guitar with the slide, Gina Coleman. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, blues people? I'm extremely excited about this particular interview because this blue can I call you a blues diva is is that <laughs> you can call me whatever you want just not late for supper <laughs> no when you have when you have pearly dinners that will you will never be called late for that <laughs> so I would definitely call you a blues diva and you are actually uh, part of the Northeast Blues Trail something that I'm trying to staple right now Nice. Because you're in the Northeast. Yes. And you were one of my first interviews, if I'm not mistaken, in my early days, correct? Yes. Yes. Way back. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm really excited about this. So let me just introduce you before we get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a great round of applause for Gina Coleman. 
<laughs> yes, yes. So a lot has happened since the last time you and I spoke. I see you're playing a guitar box. Yeah, a cigar box guitar, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, no, I you know, I picked I picked one up or actually really a dear friend gave me one. Uh, um few years back and I took to it immediately and started writing music with it and uh, I've got a couple of tunes um, that I've released with it and uh, it, it, people are digging it and so am I so, <laughs> so are we all <laughs> <laughs> so you know I noticed, I believe it was today I saw for the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that you guys are charting on the Roots music charts? Yes, yes. So this Our last album that we put out, and that's Misty Blues, uh, the, right. my, the band that I front. And um, we put out an album in July entitled um, Pickled uh, and Aged. um you know this is our 20th anniversary as a band so that title was very appropriate (laughs) wow (laughs) and um yeah we've had several tracks from that album several songs from that album um hit the the roots charts and also hit the the radio guitar one charts um and so we just got word that um Three, three of our, uh, three of the songs from that album um, made it in the top two hundred contemporary blues songs in this year. Mm. So yeah, they were giving kind of a summation of the year, and we we made we we made the years docket. <laughs> That's groovy. I mean, you guys have been at this for a while, but unlike most people, you guys have had like a uh, a trajectory of ongoing success where each time it gets bigger and bigger, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Especially this year, because um, in January uh, of this year, we, um, we made it to the finals of the International Blues Challenge in Memphis. Um, and, and then everyone took notice. We were like the new kids on the block. I'm like, we're some old new kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, isn't that funny? I remember, uh, Jim Carrey and, um, Bernie Mac both said similar things, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, I'll wait another 30 years. Cause everybody kept saying how you guys are like overnight sensations. It was like, yeah, it was overnight, <laughs> but they're only 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> This is a long haul, isn't it? Yes, yes. I'll take it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it does it look like you guys are having fun. We're having a blast. We're having a blast. So let's talk about that first and foremost. Sure. Because, you know, the terrain we've been in for the last few years, well, you know, a lot of people, and I'm not getting political on you, but a lot of people... <laughs> are saying Trump this, Trump that, but there was a lot of racist uh, antics during Barack's presidency. There was a lot of racist antics during uh, Bush's presidency. But for whatever reason, we seem to be in this real um, topsy-turvy space. And a lot of industries, a lot of culture, a lot of things are really uh, bringing race to the forefront, rightfully so. But what is it like to navigate this terrain just having fun and not worrying about all these other things? 
well, it's it's a breath of fresh air, um, you know, to be able to do our music and try to separate from the noise of the rest of the world, right. um, you know, because the the folks who follow blues music, um, they, you know, that's that's the myopic view, you know, mm. they're they're in for the music and for um, uh, and for the musicianship and for the storytelling. Um, and it, it is an escape, um, from, you know, the, the bleakness of, of our, our, of our actual lives today. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So, so is what, was this your first time at the international blues? Um, no, no this was our second year. Um, first year we didn't make it past the quarterfinals and, uh, the second year we went, we just skyrocketed right to the finals. And, you know, that's the top eight bands, um, in the world competing that year. So that's that, that was about 260 bands. Wow. So tell me something. Sure. If you, if you know, and if you want to share, mm -hmm. what was the difference between the two years? Well, the first year, you know, it was it was so new to us. We didn't know the format of the competition. Um, you know, I, I think we we set out to show audiences as much you know diversity that we have within the genre as possible. So we crammed in. We have you know you have like thirty minute sets, right? Um, and so we crammed in as many songs as possible um, in in that thirty minutes, and in just a, a wide variety of what we what we do, and you know our original music. Um, and then the judges' reports came back, you know, a couple of months later, and they're like, "We tell us more about what you're doing. Tell us some stories. Weave some. Ta oh, that's what you want." <laughs> <laughs> so we cut out about two or three songs from our sets and 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 made sure that you know you know i i you know we engaged with the audience um mm. and that was that was the huge difference mm. Mm. you know it's it's kind of uh i guess ironic because especially you know well i want to say specially for blues but i, I don't know if that's particularly true but any um performance or most performances whether whatever the genre is it's it's a there's an intimate relationship between the audience and and the performer so do you think that the concept of it being a competition is what kind of i don't want to say uh, allowed you guys to forget that, but kind of omit that and just try to get all the music out. Yeah, it, that's exactly what happened. I mean, that was it was foreign to us. We're not, you know, we that was the first competition we had ever entered, <laughs> and uh, so we're like, oh, okay, then let's show them as much as we can in this little bit of time that we have, as opposed to let's just do what we do, right. Know? Right. Um, right. And, uh, you know, once we got that feedback, you're like, it was actually, you know, it was invigorating. It was like, yeah, let's go back. Let's see if we can get back next year. <laughs> well, I would imagine. <laughs> <to> us. <laughs> but, but, but you took, took, you answered my next question because I would imagine having a confirmation of what you guys have been doing 
throughout all these years has actually been correct. Almost not only lifted the spirit, but gave you that stamp to be like, oh, really? We could do, we do this. Yeah. 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 No, we were looking at the, I mean, we looked at the judges comments and the scores and I'm like, I think these scores are really close to, you know, breaking through to that next round. Let's mm. just take, let's heed the advice. Let's do us and see if we can get back uh, and compete again the following year. So, and we were, we were fortunate enough to, um, you know, uh, be given that chance. We won our local competition with our, our regional blues society again for the next year, which was a blessing. And, uh, and then we just set our sights, but our sights were on the semifinals. We right. didn't even have sights for the finals. We're like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't make it out of the quarters last year. Let's set the next step. The next step is, you know, semifinals. And then we made it to the semifinals and, um, it was pretty late. We didn't find out that we made it to the finals until probably one o'clock in the morning of the morning of the finals. Mm, really? <laughs> yeah, we found out by um, I, I got um, a Facebook message from a Canadian um, blues artist. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, congratulations. I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, making it to the semifinals is great. She's like. No, I just I just saw the announcement. You guys made it to the Orpheum Theater for the finals. Wow. Like, Imagine what? if you guys jumped on the plane and left. <laughs> I know. We we were scrambling. It was awesome. Well, you know, there's there's something at least for me in this story that is not just telling, but it should be uh zoned in on for anybody in the audience listening that may be an artist or pursuing anything and, and, and need to hear this word. Some, what you said to me that really held a lot of weight, not that the, the rest and everything did, but this particular thing really struck a chord. You said we looked at the responses and took heed and implemented, even though you're already doing it, Mm -hmm. But you 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 made a conscious decision not to say you know what they don't know what they're talking about. F that you was like yeah. <laughs> you know let's follow directions and see if it works. Yeah. Could you could you talk about that because and this is specific you know and and, and I, I want to say black people but it's not all black people it's just uh, there's a group of people who I like to tell this joke um, it's probably taboo now because it, it, it was a statement bill cosby said but, oh my gosh what <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you gonna go there <laughs> well you know what I, I, this is one thing that he said and it's actually scary based on everything else that's been going on but what he said was a lot of people instead of reading you know he, I, I think it was a cake or something he made uh, <laughs> something he cooked that was uh his family really loves mm -hmm. and said what they didn't understand was all i did was follow the directions yeah and so many people it's like well you know what they said to do it this way but i'm a freak it and go this way and you know and they go all around the world and come back and and, right. and the issue with the results could, could you please talk about the importance 
of sometimes just following directions or suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you're in a competition, you don't go willy nilly. You have to. What are the rules of the competition? What are what are they? What are you being judged on? Mm. Um, and um, and then then you know then tweak accordingly. Um, but you know that particular competition, the IBCs, you know they're looking for you know heavy blues content. Um, they're looking for originality. They want you to stay within the the time frame. You know, I saw many wonderful bands on Beale Street in Memphis. I mean, they were killing it and just completely lost track of time. And by going over, you know, a couple of seconds over will put you out of the running. Mm. Um, mm. And people just didn't heed that. You know, like, well, I'm not going to cut my song short, you know. <laughs> right, right, well, right, right. Well, then you're not going to go far. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it, it, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm asking you this, because this can actually be applied across the board, correct? Absolutely. 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 You got to know the game you're playing. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, you know, speaking of the game that we're playing, I, are you happy, I don't know, maybe 20 25, 30 years later, that you took that bet to go on stage and sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy. I am happy. Um, because it's, you know, as, you know, aside from my children and my husband, you know, my immediate family and friends, you know, music is really life-sustaining for me. Mm. Mm. Understood. Understood. You know, let's talk about family for a minute. Sure. Because I, I, I think I could speak for both of us. That is the most important. Nucleus and extended. Yeah. Specifically, nucleus is the most important. Yeah. As, as a performer, a mother and a, a wife, mm -hmm. how, how does your day look? Do you have time for this? Is this time management? You know, are there sacrifices or everything just seems to fall into place? Um, I mean, there are certainly sacrifices. There are certainly sacrifices. Um, but when I look at music, it, it centers, it centers me. It makes me a better person for my immediate family. Mm. You know, I'm, I am much more, um, giving of myself because I can have those moments to to tap into my you know to my true being and i and then, and then that's through the music but i could not do that if i didn't have just a wonderfully just accepting family in particular a rock star husband who is holding it down when i'm clubbing it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he understands it he understands that I would be a shell of a person if I wasn't able to express myself musically. Um, right. And and then I have, you know, I have two boys, and my oldest son is so enmeshed in 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 music. Um, so he's kind of like that was my next question. A, I see he has a band industry here, you know. <laughs> right, he has a band, doesn't he? 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Born for blues. Nice. Um, and yeah, so he's, you know, he's a blues artist too. So he, I'm competing with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, is he a drummer? Is this is the young man that was the drummer and was doing yes. some drumming with you guys? Yes, yes. He's a drummer and a bassist. Mm. And um, he's, you know, he started, he started a band about three years ago so that his band could compete in the International Blues Challenge. Wow. <laughs> Uh, in the youth category nice and so my band and his band traveled to memphis two years in a row together now how is that has to be great i mean that's like general you know the connection the the, the generational uh, uh 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 because i can only imagine their songs are a tad bit different based on life experience. So, so how how does how's that relationship? Do you critique his music? Does he critique yours? No, not really. Not really. I'm like, I mean, yes, there is. Uh, there's. I, no, I wouldn't say critiquing, but there's certainly guidance. Right, guidance. Uh, <laughs> just you know, I've got a couple more years on him, um, <laughs> and but he he actively seeks me out to help out with um writing songs i've written quite a few songs for the kids and some songs that i wish i didn't give give to them <laughs> i'm like wow that's a great song i should have kept that for myself <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you schooling him on the ascap bmi publishing things as well yes yeah no we're you know you don't put anything out until it's copywritten you don't you gotta protect yourself yeah no he's he, he's he's right on board with that. <laughs> no, that's good because you know there's, there's been there, there's so many, and I find for the most part, um, musician, artists, or whatever it is their industry is, when when it's generational, the the, the children and the children's children seem to have uh, uh, more of a solid footing and and a better launch because they either saw all the um trials their parents or grandparents mm -hmm. went through or they were able to be guided you know don't 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 go that way because this and things of that nature and this yeah. is what was happening with you guys exactly exactly you know and you get you know he, he'll get an inquiry for a booking and i'm like listen you don't take that until you get in writing what your compensation is because absolutely you know the a, a venue may you may get there and play the whole night and they say oh no that's not what we agreed upon and if, it's, right. if they just called you and you made that verbal agreement you got nothing to stand on no, it, unless you're a rapper and you got bats <laughs> <laughs> we're pacifists <laughs> it will you know we'll you know We'll get a little surly and walk away, and we will know that we will never play that venue again. <laughs> right. But, you know, the, all jokes aside, the irony is a lot of those things wouldn't happen if, if or, or it stopped happening once people started understanding the business aspect. And like you said, get it in writing, know your compensation. Right. And you know, everything else, you know, some, you know. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong. Did did you put out a project just you and the cigar box? No, but I just released on Christmas Day 
uh, a new song that it will be on our next album. And it does, it, it does feature, it's a song that I wrote with my cigar box. Um, so that's, you know, that's, um, you know, just, that's a single, this is the first time we, I have, I've ever released a single. So that's unusual. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. How did it feel? Because, you know, you've been playing this for some time. You know, I follow you. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was wondering, okay, are they going to add this to the ensemble, to the album? Is she going to do a a, a solo EP? How did it feel? I'm, you know, based on our last conversation and just watching your journey, I, I can only imagine the, 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 the love and, and, fellowship between you and your band so i'm not even gonna go there but how did it feel for you you know stepping out into that moment well you know i i you know i've i've played instruments my entire life um you know my my vocal instrument is my strongest instrument uh and i have some amazing musicians in my band so i've always been uh reticent about really kind of infusing uh you know my own instrument playing other than my my voice in the band but um the cigar box is such a unique instrument and it really truly harkens to the the you know the origins of the genre of music that we play that it just it made sense to incorporate it it sounds so incredibly different from any of the other instruments in my band um and you know it's not something that i'm gonna play on every track either so right 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 uh, right. but it does it you know it it allows me to express myself in a in a different way um uh in a, a more multifaceted way and you know i'm really enjoying it and and it seems like you know, the audiences are, you know, there's, it's rarely a moment that, um, that I'll pick up a cigar box during a show and the audience doesn't gasp. I'm mm. like, well, I'm like, well, <laughs> simmer down now. <laughs> like, huh, I'm no Jimi Hendrix on this thing. You know, <laughs> are, are you playing it with a slide as well? With a slide? Absolutely. Yeah. So, do you play with and without or just the slide? Je- with just the slide for the most part. Okay, that's groovy. That's a great sound. Yeah, Is it no, it does have that real porch sound. I love yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So so what what kind of so you know, let's talk about this song you just released with the cigar box. Yeah. Considering it has a nice porchy sound, like you yeah. say, and I agree. What what kind of lyrics went with that? What, what, where did you get this inspiration? You guys are up in the further northeast, so it's cold up there. It's what, cold up there. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> this Where's the inspiration coming from? I don't, it just, um, you know, I've the majority of the songs that I've written, and I've written a lot, um, really come whole to me. Like, the music and the lyrics come almost at the same time. Mm. Um, and I was... Um, and most of my songs I write while I'm driving <laughs> True. and then I, and then I race home and I pick up an instrument and see if I can, can uh, emulate what I hear in my head. Um, but, um, 
I mean, it's it the the title of the song is No More to Give. Um and um although a lot of the songs that I write are autobiographical, this one is isn't, you know, it, it's necessarily about me um and having something taken from me or I'm giving too much of myself away and there's nothing left now. Mm. But I I've certainly seen that in people who I'm very close to. You know, um, I, I didn't mean to cut you off because no, not at all. this is something, as a songwriter, I, I would love to have this conversation with you right now for several reasons. You know, the, the business of music is you get a composer, you get a songwriter. The business of rap is if you're, if you have somebody ghostwriter for you, you're whack. The business of the blues is this is in, in country for that matter, uh, white country and black country. This is supposed to be your story, right? Mm-hmm. So, so as a songwriter, do you think about these things when you're writing these songs? Because you are, you already said you gave some of the songs to your son's band, which is yep. supposed. To you you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's some real um what's the word I'm looking for? Purists that don't understand this this phenomena in, in the business of music. Hmm. Yeah, I don't you know, I you know, I certainly like I write a lot of songs just from like my own experience. But you you have to you have to be aware of the experiences of the people around you as well um, in your storytelling um, and relaying. Um, so, I don't. I mean, I, that's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around. <laughs> well, no, I, as a songwriter, and you understand this, and also as someone who appreciates art, because for the most part, I, I don't think any. Um, performer, regardless of what their chosen um, art is, has every story. You have to pull from something, you know, and you're also representing a group of people, and you want other people to relate to what you're writing, right? Right. But there's some, there there are people, you know, I I, I hear this a lot, you know, um, they just, it's like some people don't care and those are the people we want because they buy music they're like i don't care you know it sounds good i relate to it but there are purists who just you know they they really frown upon writing someone else's story or 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 stuff like this what's your thoughts yeah no i I, i'm fine i'm fine with writing somebody else's story um because it's probably a story that i have had some connection to either being close to someone who's experienced that or if I've, I've experienced it myself. Um, I, that's why I have no, I have no issue with writing someone else's story. Um, because, um, we all experience, we all have experiences, um, based on other people's firsthand accounts Correct. uh, that we can relay. I mean, every day we tell stories from other people to others. You know, why should that be different in music? That that is very true. That is very true. So now we're going to get into the political aspect of the music business. 
<laughs> because I, I've been paying attention to a couple of things. And this last year, I've had the honor to sit on the board of the National Women in Blue. So I've really been paying attention to certain things. Not that I wasn't before, but I think mm -hmm. it's just more forefront. And mm -hmm. I've been able to interview quite a few uh, great women artists, such as yourself, um, Anika Chambers, mm -hmm. yep. uh, one of the last ones. And she made a... She shared something with me that I would like to talk to you about. Sure. You know, and this is something I wouldn't ask a male um, guest. Okay. We speak about the um, lack of black or African-American or however, whatever term is comfortable, um, artists that, that either reach a pinnacle or reach the stage of our counterparts. We speak about, you know, a whole slew of things, but the one thing that even though everything else is slowly changing, the one thing that uh, she and a few other women shared with me that isn't changing is the political or, or, or the business in regards of how they're treating women and in some cases specifically black women do do you want to chime in on this i you know i've been i've been really isolated from um you know the the greater blues community uh i mean i am now just starting you know, I've been doing this forever, but people, like I said, people are just now really starting to take notice of my work. Um, so, you know, I've been up here in the, the frozen north tundra <laughs> <laughs> and um, doing my thing to people who really in, enjoy and appreciate our music. So I haven't really felt those kind of slings and arrows of the business yet. Uh, okay. I anticipate that they're, they'll be on the horizon, um, <laughs> um, but I have, uh, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, <laughs> not had to <laughs> had uh, a lot of experience with, um, you know, some of the inequities. Well, that's good, actually. You know, I, I say it was it's fortunate because you know that means you have not been mistreated as 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 a professional right so i think that's very good <laughs> well, no it's very good but that's because you know you know my my greatest recognition is up here in the northeast um um and, and i think now as as things are happening and there's you know we're 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 getting more widely recognized and even internationally recognized um I suspect that, you know, we'll see a little more of that now that we have a, a, a you know, a growing international audience. Right. Where you have to stop one of your band members from going upside somebody's head for saying right. the wrong thing to you. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I would like to, even though I would want to go into this a little more you you said something that i i have to address okay. how does it feel right now we're doing this as long as you know you and your band has been doing this together and having a good run in your region but yeah. 
this is actually, you know, a different space. How does it feel in this new space as you widen the audience and get more demand? I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, um, I, I'm enjoying the, you know, seeing people from such vastly different, um, you know, backgrounds and, and spaces enjoy the music that the folks here in our backyard have been enjoying for decades. <laughs> no, that's groovy. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Is it scary knowing that you're, you're, you're stepping into a bigger terrain? Uh, I wouldn't say scary. I think it's, it's invigorating, you know, mm. it's, uh, you know, it's exciting. It's right. exciting, uh, to see, you know, uh, how our music is taken by a, a wider audience. Um, and, uh, it, and it seems to be well received thus far. So, um, it's, it's feeling pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially when those publishing checks come in. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting on those. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, because you guys, when you put out your albums, you put physical and digital. How is that dynamic now? Because I know when we first spoke, this was kind of a new concept across the board. Now that we've had a few years, how is that dynamic working? You know, our, you know, the folks who come out to see us um, still like a tangible item. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, we're certainly not producing as many units as we used to back in the day. Okay. Um, but um, there is still, um, you know, there's still an audience. Our our audience still likes to have, you know, that that physical disc. They like to open it up. They like to read the the notes in it and the people who we thank and you know this that, and the other or who's on this track or what track. Um, you know, the, and but at the same time, we have to realize, although this is an uh, an older genre, <laughs> we right. have this is a new age of distribution. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, as as much of a push as we put in in moving physical product um, in our live shows, you know, we have to put that an equal amount of push or more so on on the digital end and making sure that, you know, all of our social media platforms have a way to access our music and so forth. No, I mean, that's pretty much it all in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, it, I, certainly, I, it certainly helps to have a, a teenager in my household. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, mom, that's whack. You know? <laughs> he doesn't say whack, I say whack. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you and I are from the old school. They have another word now. <laughs> so, But tell me something, because I, I've, I've read within this last year and a half on several publications that vinyl is like making a strong comeback. And we come from the vinyl era and most yes. of the fans are in that age group. So are you guys pushing vinyl as well? Oh, I would kill to put out some vinyl. I've been dying to put out vinyl, but it is cost prohibitive for where we are right now. Right. You know, um, you know, I have a hard time with, it, 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 you know, doesn't make business sense 
for us at the moment. Right. Um, you know, because what we would have to charge, um, you know, per unit just seems a little out of touch. <laughs> so right, I'm hope right. I'm hoping the you know I'm hoping that you know the vinyl um you know distributors will you know the the production of vinyl will 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 even out soon enough so that we can we can put it out in that platform. Right, because you know I can. Well, this is a good question to ask you because you it sounds like you you if not handle you're part of the day to day business of music absolutely do you do you think about because we i I don't want to say a recession but times is hard for most of our audience right so Mm -hmm. do you think about that as you um price these things or as you make your decisions of 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 product yeah is that a thought based all right go ahead please explain to us yeah absolutely i mean i'm not on a label you know so um (laughs) yet (laughs) but exactly um and um so you know everything comes out of pocket and you know we're just working folks um so we have to be mindful you know you know especially if you know we gotta temper our creativity sometimes you're like wow this would be awesome to do this with you know this this kind of orchestration i'm like can we afford to do that? No, <laughs> no, no, we can't. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so we're like, okay, well, <laughs> right. How how else can we convey this and be true to the music? You know, until so you can do it in that big Ray Charles orchestration, right? <laughs> <laughs> because that day is going to come. I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> 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 I think so. I, you know, because it's, it's what I've learned is, you know, we, whatever anybody wants to do, we're all there already. It's just for us to take those steps to meet the location we're supposed to be at. Right. I'm with yeah. you. So do you guys have any music videos? That's what I've been looking for. And I haven't seen any music videos from Misty Blues. Oh, yeah. No, we dropped our first major music video on in April of this year. Oh, and man. it's a it's a cigar box tune. <laughs> oh man, got to post that or, or all over Jack Dapper Blues. All right, all right, I'll send that to you. It's called "Hear My Call," and actually, it was the opening song that we did um, in every round of the IBCs in January. Mm. So um, it just it it made sense. Um, it was so well received um, in the competition and locally up here that it made sense to to do our our video um uh, on that song. We have a local uh, documentary filmmaker by the name of Dave Simon who for years has been wanting to do a video uh and it just turned out that he was between um you know documentary projects and he's like oh, well, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, okay, let's let's roll with it. And it's, I mean, it's a full story, you know. Mm. It's you're 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 hunkered down. It's like a movie. It's a movie with music, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to do. This is what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> oh man, that's groovy. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Again, understanding the the many. 
uh, distributing platforms in this day and age, do you just keep it online? Do you do, do, did you get it on um, television video shows? Are there any television video shows anymore? You know what I'm I saying? Know. <laughs> no, but it was uh, picked up by um, the Walter Reed um, channel. Uh, we had a run for a month. Every day at one o'clock on the Walter Reed channel, our video was aired. Um, and that was really cool. Um, it's, uh, so all this, you know, all the service people and all over the country were watching this. Mm. <laughs> and it was, it, that was a pretty amazing, um, experience. Um, you know, just knowing that, um, every day somebody, some service person, you know, who's really giving up their lives for, you know, the freedom that I have now is watching this. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I have to ask you this, especially since you said we're just working people yeah. and, and, and your music has reached, it's international at this point. And then you had a nationally yeah. syndicated music video. Yeah. You know, maybe 70 years ago, I could not ask this question, but in, today's age i can i feel like an ass because <laughs> you know those you know those of us that understand the inner workings of doing this uh, uh performing and stuff we know that we, you either still have to keep a day job or some way to hustle up money you know yeah. to pay your bills because you you know this you know you don't make a, a song or music video perform and then you have two million dollars that just doesn't yeah. happen <laughs> no no right it'd be and, nice <laughs> it would be nice you know <laughs> but in 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 you know some of the uh rough areas neighborhoods uh middle to low no income areas it's hard to to maneuver that way how is it in your neighborhood how do your people how do the people in your neighborhood respond to you is it like oh well you know that, that, that that's just gina that's my homegirl she comes out you know or is it like do they treat you as if why, why are you guys still living over here what's going on there yeah it, it is funny you know people i often hear it's like i can't believe you're playing here you know, you should be like, you know, touring all over the world and this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> like, But the reality is, <laughs> you know, unless, you know, you know, there, there's not, you know, a huge critical mass of blues artists that are making it to the level where you can, you know, yeah, just yeah. quit all your your side gigs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, that's that's certainly a dream of mine. <laughs> yeah, I think most of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would love to focus all of my um, energy, you know, aside from the energy and the love that I give to my family, but to music. Um, um, you know, that I'm just, I'm always just carving out time just as much time as I can, um, you know, to the craft, um, 
And uh, I actually, I, I wrote a song on uh, two albums ago, an uh, album called Dark and Saucy called I Don't Sleep. And it's straight up the truth. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't, I don't sleep much at all because after I do my, you know, my day hustle uh, and then come home and care for my family and then go out to the clubs and so forth. I get home from a gig. I got to get on my computer and then do like the, the whole social media and marketing aspect of the job. You know, right. that has to be done sometime, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it away from my, the time with my children, you know? So, right, right. you know, so then you, you sacrifice, you know what? Hey, I'll have plenty of time to sleep when I'm gone. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> well, you know, and th that's a good point that you bring up because you, in this day and age, being able, because of social media in this day and age, people have a better chance to be a, when I say successful, I mean, you know, successful is uh, in a high, the eye of the beholder. For me, success right. is being able to pay all my bills and take care of my family right. doing what I love. That's success. It doesn't have to be yeah. $8 billion. Exactly. You know, I can make $80,000 a year and I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do I want more? Obviously, but you, I think you get the point. Yeah, but absolutely. What, what I'm saying is in this day and age, being independent is when I say easier, you can cut out the middleman because you have a, a conduit to reach the masses. So right. does that put more, though it's easier, meaning you can bypass, does that put more pressure and is it more time consuming to be able to reach all of these people? It's certainly time consuming. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, I'm certainly, I'm now starting with, you know, the, the the wider the recognition, the more people who are reaching out to me, the different venues that are coming. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to really, I'm like, okay, who do I need to put in this camp? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you know, who do I need to call on to kind of lighten this other, this other load? Because I'd rather spend, you know, this, this time just with the music. Um, so yeah, now those are certainly things that, you know, we are processing, um, you know, as a band right now, um, you know, what, who do we need to call in? You know? Right. For, for what they call in our PR marketing. Right. Right. You know, do we, you know, you know, do, do we need management? Do we need, you know, you know, uh, you know, promotional people. Do we need uh, booking agents? Do we need this and the other? You know, that's well. You know, and that's 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 uh, I guess ironic because it's like, at what stage did you guys start? You you guys have been performing together for a long time, right? right. And it's like yep. some people come into this, you know, when I say come into it, they're fairly new, you know, business wise. Some might be seasoned. Uh, musicians or singers some may have just picked up whatever it was or if it was an instrument or just vocal and just started two days ago mm -hmm. it's like okay i need i i need a manager i need this i need uh, yeah. at what point do you do that and did you guys just start thinking this and why hmm. oh i've been thinking it for a while <laughs> 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 but you know when i look at the bottom line i'm like okay you add all those extra elements and that's taking off your body. You, you got to take that from somewhere, 
you right. know, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, and, you know, at this point we're looking at, oh, wow, they're, they're much bigger venues. Um, they're much bigger, high pro- profile projects that are seeking us out. Um, so the bottom line, I mean, is getting bigger but the responsibilities are also growing and I'm like, okay, so let's balance that. Yeah. It's nice to take home a little more. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, um, but it's, you know, it's coming from somewhere. I'm working harder. <laughs> well, you know, see, and, and I have to touch on this as well, because again, in just business in general, and this is something I, I speak, to, well, my wife and I speak to our children about because they're young entrepreneurs. You, you, running a business and a band is a business it's solo act i'm solo unless they're with me mm-hmm. performing you know we're we're, we're a business so right. then it comes to okay you receive money but all that money is not yours right <laughs> it got to go back into the business it got to go into right. the marketing so so talk to us about how you you process that for misty blues and, and there's several different arms that are reaching out for you guys checks right right i mean without getting too personal obviously yeah no certainly i have been able to manage um prior to this year really manage you know what we've been doing and, and quite well just on our own so there's not a lot of there's not a lot of there haven't been a lot of hands out you know <laughs> you know taking from the taking from the bottom line um but um, when you have, you know, different venues who are asking for, you know, um, you know, s- certain marketing materials and, and these contracts that, you know, are like, oh, OK, yeah, all right. Jeez, I, I need somebody to look at this contract, you know. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I, I, I'm not gonna. I can't sign this contract, you know. I this, there's too much legalese in here. So mm-hmm. now I gotta shop that out to somebody, um, and that has to come out, come off the bottom, you know, the bottom line, you know. Um, right. And those things, they're, they're blessings, you know, because mm-hmm. we're you were getting bigger, you know, um, you know. Um, bigger recognition, uh, but now I'm entering uh, a field that is starting to get a little foreign to me, um, and and that's so that's where we are now. Is that okay? We may need to we may need to fold some other people in here, <laughs> right? Because you kind of went from a mom pa shop to almost like a uh, franchise, right? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Um, but you know, I'm. I don't relish that. I mean, <laughs> you know, the fact that's that part doing, of it, right? It's part of it. We're doing better, and bigger things are coming, and so things get a little more complicated, and that's just part of the business, right? So now, with that being said, what would you tell up and coming artists, or even just enthusiasts and fans and audience members, who you know want to have an idea? of what goes on in the day-to-day of, of the business? What what kind of um, either encouragement or, or, or what have you, you would tell them when it's like, okay, when you get to the next level, right, it's not just about, okay, well, we was making $500 a show, now we're making 10000 There's a lot 
or more into it, yeah. right? What what yeah, what would you share? It's much harder to hide ten thousand than five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Nobody come after me now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I will leave it up there. I won't. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it's you got to put you got to put things in balance. You know, um, you know, as things um, you know get better for you, uh, as is as there's more wider recognition, you have to say, what am I capable of here? Um, you know. Um, and what do you what are you willing to sacrifice? Um, hopefully, uh, and I'm you know I'm at that point where I'm just like I don't want to sacrifice music, so I'm, I may have to sacrifice the bottom line a little. Right, 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 right. And I like that you call it the bottom line because you know as much as everyone who performs whatever it is they perform enjoys it and loves it, you got to get paid. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You do. And that is the bottom line because you, you, there's you, a lot of work, you know, you go see a musician and, you know, you, you know, hour and a half show, whatever you, if it's a theater show or a club show and you're, you're rocking out for three hours with a band and this is so much fun. I'm like, you have no idea how many hours of work that band put into presenting that to you that night. That is true. It's not true. that that experience that you had right there in that venue is not, you know, that is not it. They just weren't creating that on the fly for you at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think some people think that. Yeah, they do. I think people do think that. And that's not the case. You know, I, I say all the time, I'm like, you know what? I do... I play the I play the music. I do I sing for free. It's all the other stuff that I'm charging for. <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, I'm the one thing that I would love to get rid of is lugging gear mm. and PA equipment and just the schlepping of stuff. Uh that you can take that from me. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm more than happy to give up that part. <laughs> right. I, I do understand that, but I will say, in some of these places, their sound system and their mics suck. <laughs> 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 so it is. It is good to know your stuff. You know? Yes. Because <laughs> 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 it can get you caught out there, and if, if you're like me, I'm not a singer, but I but I sing. You need the best mic possible, or everybody be like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't I'm want with that. You. I'm with um, you. So now, wait a minute. You got with this last single that you just put out, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Christmas. Is there an album following? Yes, yes, it's Let's coming out about. in the spring. It's going to come out in the spring, um, and 
you know, we re- actually recorded two songs towards the next album and we decided to release one of them um, as a Christmas present. <laughs> nice. Um, and just, you know, trying something different. I mean, we have always held so very, we've, we've held our new music so close to the vest that um, we rarely even played new music until it was released mm. live. I mean, we would not even play the stuff that we've written and recorded until it was, it was, it, until it was officially released. Well, you know, it, correct me if I'm wrong, and I would like you to talk about that too. Man, this is why I love talking to you, because these are things that you, we should be discussed for, for listeners, consumers, audience members, and, and artists. But without me saying it, because even though I could be, we may not be thinking the same thing, what are the pros and cons of not performing unreleased music? You know, it's, I, th- I think it's, um, it, well, there's, there, I, I think there's, there's that surprise element, you know? Right, <laughs> you right. Know, you know, that, um, you know, I can't wait, like, you know, when you were kids, when we were kids, you tried to take a, you know, take a peek at, you know, you know mom's like Christmas closet where she Correct. stuff. And then. <laughs> You know, generally, you know, kids are crafty enough and they can pretty much figure out their, what they were getting, you know. That's right. <laughs> and then Christmas morning came and it wasn't as exciting as the, as the presents that you weren't able to find out, mm, mm. you know. Okay, and okay. I, you know, I, I, I've, I've always viewed um, our new, new music as that Christmas present. You got to wait until it's out and packaged and so you can unwrap it and experience it for the first time as a, you know, almost as a collective, you know, Ooh. but you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm an old dog and I can learn a new trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 let me ask you this though. Do you have, have you had the experience where the, cause some audiences are like, you know, real finicky. They just want to hear, you know, that album, <laughs> and if you do yeah. something new, it kind of throws them off. Have you experienced that? No, I think I think the folks that are are you know our day day to day our bread and butter uh, fans they they love they love hearing you know the new the new concoctions. <laughs> they <laughs> love they love they love seeing where we're gonna go next. Um. Um. And I think that is in part what's so invigorating for us is that uh, how happy our people are to 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 experience, you know, the 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 new the nuances of our of our creativity and where we go um, from one album to the next um, because there's you know there's a growth um, correct there's a growth with every project we put out. Um, and, um, you know, we, we explore new areas, uh, of within the genre, but we push the boundaries, you know, <laughs> we certainly push the boundaries. I mean, those diehard blues purists, they not dig us 
(laughs) 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 Because, you know, we like infusing, um, you know, hints of jazz and um, folk and funk and soul into um, into our blues music. Right, everything that's blues. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we like, you know, giving a nod to other genres. Right, you know, right. Um, you know, we love the playfulness of toggling between, you know, you know, a standard shuffle and then a samba. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. what? No, you didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, yes, we did. It can be done and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you keep the audience engaged. That's, I yes. mean, that's very groovy. No, absolutely. And I mean, I th- we do that in our live performances by, I mean, I have some amazing multi instrumentalists. Um, and, you know, yes, their primary instruments are the, you know, you know, the guitar and the bass and the, you know, but I've I've got a drummer and a bassist that can blow a trumpet like nobody, you know? (laughs) Right. You gotta, you gotta get that in there. Yeah. And we do, and we do quirky things and mashups of songs and, and, you know, I have a drummer who'll play the, who who play the trumpet and drum at the same time, or or I'll tell them come up front and play that trumpet. And I'll go behind the kit and I'll play the kit for the song, you know. <laughs> and, and it's fun, you know. I used to, I used to drum in a Latin drum corps back in the day. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Did you tell? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so so you you guys are giving the audience a true cultural experience through music. We're we're giving them a show. <laughs> that's what it's about that's we're giving what it's them about. a show mm. we're having a what, blast the misty blues audience sounds like great audience and understand people yes. listening we're not barking discrediting or minimizing audience participation these are questions that has mm. to be asked based on the things that for research studying and being told certain things mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a disclaimer <laughs> you gotta do it because you know you, you ask these questions we have these discussions and sometimes it gets taken out of context and yeah. it's, it's that's not what we're doing here i just wanted to make that clear so so the album is going to be released in the summer you in gave the spring. It in, in the, the spring, spring. okay yeah. so you you've given a taste of it do you are yeah. you pre-sailing it or no 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 we're just we're we're teasing. <laughs> <laughs> we're teasing our audiences. <laughs> yeah. them to, that's right. They're going to come back for more. I dig it. I'm like I'm like. Listen, I think you're going to dig this. If you dig this, you're going to like the rest of the album. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's that's the thought behind the release of the single. Mm. Mm. Is to get people just in a frenzy over the album to come shortly groovy groovy so are you guys going to be in memphis this upcoming season we are not because uh the rules for the international blues challenge is that you cannot compete more than two consecutive years Mm, so we have to take a, a break um before um 
before we we are eligible to return for a third and final year because you can only compete in the IBCs for three years. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and only two consecutive years. So. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you guys are great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I enjoy discussing Misty Blues and the blues and all this stuff with you, and I'm looking forward to this new album. I would like to get my hands on that video so I could share it on my platforms. You got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any news or teasing news that you would like to share with the audience? Hmm, teasing news. Well, um... Well, we have um, we just we just signed on to um, to open for Quinn Sullivan mm. um, at the Colonial Theater uh, on March 21st. So we'll be opening for Quinn Sullivan, and my son's band will be opening for me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so that's good. So Quinn Sullivan has two openers, and it's kind of a family connection. So that should be fun. That's going to be real fun. That's very groovy. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that'll be a blast. And we were just in New York's, missed you. We were just in uh, New York City at Terra Blues a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. You got to um, keep me posted on that because I remember when we first spoke, that's where you were trying to go. And I have seen that you've been there several times since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And But we haven't we hadn't been there in a, in a, in a minute. So... Um, it was fun to, to go back to the city and, and, and play there. What a cool club that is. It is. It is. It's nice. It's intimate enough, but yes. it's roomy enough that you can let them have it. Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure absolutely. you guys let them have it. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs>